of Fates by Rebecca Hefner. Dr. Lainey Randolph was born with one sole purpose, to prevent the past. With her brilliant mind and unwavering spirit, she works tirelessly to solve the equations that will finally unlock the mystery of time travel. Then she will leave the post-apocalyptic future her grandfather created and traveled back in time to prevent his calamitous actions. When handsome military captain Hunter Rhodes appears at Laney's remote scientific hub, he offers her protection. But there are strings attached to the mysterious soldier's proffer, and Laney finds herself wary of the man who stokes unwelcome longing and desire in her unemotional heart. For Laney is a scientist and dispassionate towards the notion of romantic love. As Laney's band of ragtag scientists and loyal soldiers endeavor to escape the dystopian future, the evil new establishment threatens to destroy them all. In their unpredictable timeline, the nefarious regime has become all-powerful and will stop at nothing to ensure complete world domination. This novel is brought to you by a self-proclaimed science dork and lover of romance, fantasy, and sci-fi. The reader can expect time travel shenanigans, smoke and hot chemistry between the main characters and their late 30s and 40s and twists along the way. Enjoy the journey. That's A Paradox of Fates by Rebecca Hefner. Grab it now in Kindle, paperback, and an audio. Welcome back, lady listeners. Hey, welcome back to the second installment of Closing Time by C.G. Burnett. We're so excited to have her with us this week. Thank you, lady, for being with us. Um, We're going to talk about her new releases and giveaways and all that good stuff in just a little bit. We're going to chit-chat beforehand and catch up since our last meeting. What is it you want to tell me? I'm excited. Um, So there's this new cookie place. Like, I've ordered cookies online, and I've enjoyed Uh them. You know, Milk does cookies. I've had some here and there. But I got a box the other day. It was Hand down, the best cookies I've ever received in the mail. Oh, shit. What are they? Like, they sealed them up good. Like, each one was individually wrapped. Uh-huh. And they were called um, the last, or it's called. What if it's like Nestle Toll House? Last Crumb. Ooh, Last Crumb. That sounds nice. Now, when you get these cookies, it's like a whole experience. Yeah. Like the presentation, like when I pulled the box out, the box is big, like this big. Holy shit. And when you that's order a big from box. them, yeah, when you order from them, you only get 12 cookies. Okay. Each one is different, and you don't get to pick cookies. You just get the box. You just get what they give you. Okay. You get the 12 cookies. That's it. Okay. I got it. So when you get it, it's like a whole, the whole box is like an experience. And when you open it, the names are things like Donkey Kong, Netflix, and Crunch. Yes. Um, Just what the fuck velvet, better than (laughs) sex. Yeah. And the cookies are like the size of your hand, maybe a little bigger. And they're huge. Yeah. But they're new. They're going around. Everybody's talking about them. Somebody sent me a box and I get it. And I'm like, oh my God, I eat it. Every one that we've tried, we haven't tried them all. Cause like I said, they're big. We've yeah. been opening like four a night. Uh-huh. 
And they've been incredible. I wanted to send you a box because they were so fresh. Like the outside uh-huh. of the cookie, I feel like they make the cookie for everybody because the outside is a little bit more crispier. But when you get to the center, like mm. it thickens up. I feel like you're so talking you, dirty to me. Like when you get to the center, it's like three inches thick. Ooh, damn. So then it's a little That's bit doughier. And, yeah, so it's like doughier in the center. So you can kind of break off what kind of part of the cookie you want. Like I had the macadamia one and there was a macadamia nut in there like this big. Ooh. I was like, nice. look at this. <laughs> and they were like. This is the porn I want to watch, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to tell everybody about them so you can try and order them. But here's the thing. I was going to order you a box. Uh-huh. So I got on their mailing list. And, like, they shot me an email, like, 30 minutes before they got – I got on there, like, a minute before, and I clicked a refresh, and I added to my cart, and then it's, like, nothing is in your cart. I'm, like, what the fuck? So I click back, and it's, like, sold out. Holy shit. It was that fast. Yes. It had to have Damn. been under 90 seconds. Oh, my God. All right. So I was, like, holy fuck. These are that good. Okay. I can't, or people just want them that much. I'll text yeah. you the, like, the unboxing of it, mm-hmm. that it's really cool. But I thought I would mention it if anybody else wants to try to get on their mailing list Hell to get a yeah. box. I love that. But it was really, really, I was extremely impressed. A lot of times when you get stuff in the mail, it's just like, yeah, it's good for being uh-huh. mail. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, yeah. these are fucking good. Like I said, each cookie was individually sealed. Where did they so come from? Like, like where are they located? I don't know. Actually, now you said I texted you a picture of it. Oh shit! Hold on, let me. But I'm not. I'm not sure if it says where it's from. Holy shit! That is nice. That's like shit. That looks like that belongs in like a Louis Vuitton or something. You know? It says L.A., but I'm not sure if that means like L.A. or it says L.A. So it could be Louisiana, right? Yeah. Or it could be L.A. 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 Yeah, that's really nice. It looks super sophisticated. Like, it was just would so you like to try a sample of our high-end cookies? That I, almost looks like too richy. Like that, I'd be like, oh, those aren't going to be good. They look expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes really expensive cookies aren't that great. So that's but really even, good like, to hear. Even their social media looks very like new aged and hip. Like, like I said, like when stuff, I pulled yeah. it out, Isabel was like, "Did you get a leather jacket? What's happening?" <laughs> Like, she was sure that's what was going to be inside. It looks very modern. I love so. it. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to try it. I need to know when the next box goes up for sale now. I didn't, You just got to get on the mailing list. I can text you, and we can all try to get one when it, they email me. Let's do it. I'll, Let's, I'll do it. Everybody at one too. time, and then we'll <laughs> send it to each other. Well, I'll share, okay? Great. <laughs> we'll all share each other's cookies. Um, I did want to mention, too, uh, I've got a book signing coming up. In Kannapolis, North Carolina. It's on November 6th, Saturday, 11 to 3. It's just my local bookstore here that's right down the street. But if you are in North Carolina, come check it out. The closest airport is like 35 minutes away. It's Charlotte. So I looked that up for one of my friends. She's in uh, Louisiana. She was like, I may come up for this. She was looking at flights. 
What's the closest okay. airport? And I looked it up. I was like, yeah, it's Charlotte. So it's like I'm farther away from the airport than she would be from the book signing. So yeah. that's kind of how like the distance is. Yeah, it's called Editions Bookstore, like a uh, first edition, E-D-I-T-I-O-N-S. Yeah, it's in Kannapolis. So I've been there several times. I've talked about it on the podcast. They have a huge used bookstore. It's an old house. And inside the house, it's like every room has books in it. And they're all previously read. They do have a section that's new releases. They have a gigantic room that's just romance. And it's awesome. So if you come, come check it out. So there you go. I wanted to mention that. I've got some lady listener emails. Some of them are from way, way back. I just went, when I was scrolling through emails today, I just went... All the way as far as I could go. And I was like, let's just see. I put together like somebody that I talk with. I said there's somebody that I talk with from the Reading Romance group that we talk um, our shows all the time. We message like four or five, six times a week sometimes. And she was like, that was my story about the foreskin. I was like, "Ah!" no, did she really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was an old email. That was like from 2019. You're like, you're not the same person, are you? <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. That was her story. Were you like, holy shit, that was awesome. <laughs> so um, apparently in April of like 2019, we were asking about wedding disaster stories. Because this one, it doesn't have a happily ever after because I did oh scroll to see it, but it is funny. Hey, ladies, you know the comedian Bill Ingvall, famous for Here's Your Son? Well, I got my son when I was 20 and decided it was a good idea to marry my boyfriend of two years because he was joining the Navy. Well, actually, we actually had several sons at that relationship was doomed from the first, but I was in love and I figured I knew better. It wasn't a romantic proposal. It was more of the, we need to get married to stay together since he was going into the Navy type of thing. Well, I'm a Southern girl. I was born and raised in East Tennessee. And if I was getting married, I wanted my daddy to give me away. We lived in Butte, Louisiana, just right across the bridge from New Orleans at the time. And I loved living there. We decided to get married on July 4th. Why, yes, I did love the ironic aspect of that date. I called my daddy and told him I was getting married and I wanted him to give me away. He agreed and, of course, got time, got the time off to drive down. Well, he had to drive down the day of the wedding, so we decided to do it in the evening since he would be driving most of the morning to get there. At 10 a.m., we get a call from him from my dad saying he was lost and he had a flat tire. We get in the car and went to go get him. Our car was a piece of shit Datsun that was held together with duct tape and a prayer. You had to wiggle the battery cable to get it to start. And God help you if you stalled in traffic. You were just screwed. Oh, my God. Well, our car decides that it needs to go to the big junkyard in the sky halfway there. Um, She says her husband's name, but I'm not going to say it. Um, Fiance husband calls his uncle to come get us. Um, Get us. The problem with that was... The uncle was an alcoholic and couldn't drive. He had to wait for his wife to get home. She didn't get off work until 10 p.m. So we had a nice little wait ahead of us. Um, says another name. Uh, his cousin let everyone know what's going on at the wedding. The minister and my dad knew that we, ca- that we had to come and reschedule if, since we all got stranded. 
that we have to get married the following day. We didn't get home till 1 a.m. The following day, we got ready for our wedding, and the minister comes out a little early. She was a very nice lady that wasn't too mad that we had to last minute change our plans. After we got married, my father gave me away, and we were all mingling together. We thanked the minister, and we were chatting, and she said, You know, in the 15 years I've been doing this, I've been stood up by the bride. I've been stood up by the groom. Never in that time have I ever been stood up by the bride, the groom, and the father of the bride. This one is going in the book. The book was just strange. The book was strange things that happened at weddings she presided over. Needless to say, my marriage didn't last past three years, and I ended up going home to Tennessee. If that wasn't a here's your sign moment, I don't know what it was. I hope you like my wedding disaster. Thanks. P.S. I love all of your books. You're on my auto buy list. I don't even need to read the blurb. If you decide to use my story, I don't mind if you know, use my name. Toodles. Um, her name's Tina. So, oh my God. Can you imagine the fucking fiasco of that day trying to get married? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say all signs point to no. All signs point to no on that one. Um, I had an anxiety attack today that my Starbucks was running late and I was going to get back late because the husband was leaving. We needed to change cars. And <laughs> I'm like four minutes behind. And this is like hours, but on your wedding day. And I'm texting. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm running late. He's like, it's fine. I'm like, it's not okay. And you're, the tow truck driver's drunk. Like, that's just, <laughs> like, that's just adding to it right there. We love wedding stories. If you have one, send it to us. It doesn't have to be a disaster either. All right, and then apparently at the, in around some a year ago, we were asking about purity rings. I don't know. I, I don't know. So this says purity rings. Feel free to read the show, read on the show, but please don't use my name. Hi, ladies. I just had to pipe in on the conversation about the purity rings. I grew up super conservative, same homeschool program as the Duggars from 19 Kids and Counting. <laughs> I got a purity ring for my 12th birthday. I'm almost 35 now, and looking back, I'm pretty sure I didn't even understand what sex was at that point in my life. Like, I sort of knew it had something to do with babies, but definitely didn't know it had to do with the penis going into my vagina. Sex is such great sex education. Anyways, I think I wore that thing until I was in college, and I was a virgin when I got married. I had fooled around a tiny bit, but I was very innocent. I feel like the purity ring thing sucks because you're asking a child to make a promise about something they don't really even understand or have any context for. I don't think it means as much as if the person who understand it had made that decision to be abstinent. Is it weird that I like listening to you guys now and reading these types of books? LOL. No one in my family knows about my taste for the genre, for the genre except my husband. A couple of my siblings don't even watch Game of Thrones because of the sex scenes. I like listening to you ladies chat because it's such a different perspective on sex from how I grew up. Well, hopefully this isn't too much of a downer email. If you read this on the show, I prefer my name be left out. Thanks. Her name is. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I thought that was a really different perspective on the purity ring thing where she's, you know, she said it's a lot to ask a child, even if someone who grew do up. Do boys in the, get them? I don't know. Do they? I'm going to be mad. I don't want to know the answer. Never mind. And, uh, yeah, it's probably best we don't know it. We'll skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> real mad. All right. This one says audiobook oops moment. This is from 2018. So I was almost always so I was almost always listening to audiobooks on my car system. One night my friend asked me to meet the police at her house because their alarm had gone off and they were out of town. So I drove over there and then she called me and we talked while the police checked out the house, which paused the audiobook. 
When one of the police officers came to talk to me, I hung up with my friend, which recommenced the audiobook right in the middle of a somewhat graphic sex scene wherein the lead male character was describing just how much he wanted to orally please her and how he would do it. Of course, I was incapable of muting or stopping the book immediately, no matter how much I flailed about. The officer was smiling the whole time, and when I finally was able to stop the audiobook, my face was beet red. I simply said, how embarrassing, and then started to ask what they had found on their check. That's it. That's the end of the email. I'm dying. I'm just picturing in the car going, like, her quietly saying to herself, how embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. All right. This is camp stories slash romance novel. Nick changed my life. Anonymous, please. Hi, Lady DJs. I have two camp stories for you. First, one. I went on a choir youth tour with my church when I was 15 to Yosemite. We were told by the rangers that if we saw a bear, the best thing to do was to stand up really tall and strong and raise our arms above our heads and in a deep voice say, go away. (laughs) Not sure if it really would have worked. One night, we were all sitting around the campfire listening to church-appropriate scary stories. I want to know what those are. Please send me me church-appropriate scary stories. Not just, uh, not, uh, sorry. And we hear a rustling in the woods. It doesn't go away. One of our counselors, a big burly dude with tattoos who took care of his paraplegic wife like a boss. I know. I'm like, what? (laughs) Why am I crying? Stood up, raised his hands over his head and in a deep voice said, go away. (laughs) We all squealed when an Arnold Schwarzenegger sized raccoon jumped out of the bushes and basically told him to go fuck himself. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Number two. Same camping trip. We were at one of the stage facilities in Yosemite, and we just finished our program when a homeless person asked our pastor if he had any food. Our pastor sent three of us youth with this guy to our campsite to get food from the ladies who were cooking food for us. We realized on the trip, and we were extremely uncomfortable at that point, that the ladies had gone grocery shopping and wouldn't be at the campsite. We'd be, we'd be showing this guy where we were staying and there would be no adults around. Oh. So being the drama queen I was, I stopped at a phone book, phone booth. Yes, those still existed then. And I proceeded to have a 45 minute conversation with myself, pretending to talk to my family back home. I went on and on in the hopes that by the time we finally got to the campsite, the adults would be there. After that long, even my friends were like, let's just take the dude back to the campsite. Holy shit. Rome, that was it. That's the end of the story. We don't know if she lived or died. I guess she lived. She's in an email. <laughs> this says, Romance novel that changed my life. The Knights of the Boardroom series by Joey W. Hill is the most amazing series for BDSM I ever. Know I know you're, I was going to say, I know you're like nodding. Is It is an amazing introduction to the world and it's filled with super alpha awesome guys who are the perfect doms for their women. And the coolest part about the relationship is that they're all doms to all their women. Once you get with one of the guys, you belong to the board. Very few books in my experience have such intricate character work and deep intimate relationships. You cry, you laugh, you want, you worry. It's fabulous. 
Would you agree with that assessment on the boardroom? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, remember when you would go back, because a lot of more people have read this in the Shadowlands. Like, I'm yeah. super about safe stuff, but sometimes mm-hmm. when the doms would dom over some of the other girls, but they were yeah. all friends, so you didn't actually get jealous if he yeah. gave the other girl a spanking because she was being bad and they're all friends and he's the dom <laughs> and she needed a spanking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She said, also, I just want to shout out to you guys. Um, You were talking about a vampire series, and I felt like it was a severe lag that nobody mentioned the Black Dagger Brotherhood by J.R. Ward. Those vampires are hot, hot, hot. Nobody needs to mention it. They're huge. Everybody knows them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Seriously, though, like, I love that series, but I fell off at, like, book five or six. It was just so, it was too too many people. There's so many people. It's too many people, too long a series. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was telling you this the other day. I said, this is why you don't do long series because as much as people don't realize that there's only so many plot points you can do and people want to re- people want the beauty and beast retoiling mm-hmm. more than once in a different way and you can't do that you already got zadis this book she can't do zadis again yeah that's why yeah. you got to do another story so you can mm-hmm. have the alpha king again you yeah. can have you actually want these stories over and over again in different yeah. contexts yeah, and it's hard, like you said, it's harder to do that when you have one series that goes on, like, 15 books or something. Yeah, yeah. you've already yeah. done them. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. wants, like the I said, one. the Beauty yeah. and the Beast in mm-hmm. each series. Everybody wants the king. Everybody wants, you know, the badass female. And you can only do, it feels like, so much within that series, and you got to rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. And she says, um, the end of this email, she says, and one more also, I'm in love with Gianna Darling, who we just had recently on the podcast. She said, I'd never read, this is from 2019, sorry. I never read um, her before this week, and I believe her book was actually recommended through Mel's new releases, new release post. Somebody watches, somebody clicks the new release post, Mel. Have time. <laughs> but she is amazing. Her books are angsty and developed and violent and passionate. I'm really enjoying her MC series as well. Okay, that's it. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Great email. So many good points in that email. <laughs> All right, I've got one more. This is Embarrassing Sect Antidote. Hey, lady podcasters, I love you all and everything you do at Read Me Romance. Let's just end it there. That's perfect. You have turned me from an audiobook resistor into a fan. Oh, I love that. And also opened up to a huge world of podcasts to me, and I'm forever grateful. You asked for embarrassing sex stories, and I don't have one particular story, but an embarrassing nickname. In college, I was a sophomore and still a virgin. I had a quote-unquote fuck buddy that I hooked up with multiple times over a few months, but did not actually fuck. I found out that this guy had a nickname for me that he shared with all of his friends and people I didn't know, and it was (gasps) Squirt Girl. (gasps) Evidently, I I didn't read this beforehand. This is shocking. Evidently, I squirted when I came sometimes while we were hooking up, and I was not even aware that it happened or even that squirting really, what squirting really was. I unfortunately found out about this nickname one day when I walked past this guy's dorm, and the group of his friends were hanging out on the balcony. They yelled down at me on the street, squirt girl, squirt girl. Talk about an embarrassing moment. Oh, my God. I want to punch this motherfucker. Right in the dick. 
This was the first I had heard that I had squirted, so I was shocked and horrified. Needless to say, I never hooked up with that guy again, and the nickname died down. Luckily, I've been married 15 years, and my hubby doesn't seem to mind anything I do in bed. So I guess I get the last laugh. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Love y'all. Don't say my name. I almost said it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think some guys like that. Uh, a lot I'm of guys. Sorry. I think it makes them feel like, oh, yeah, I'm in Holy work. fuck. I'll just say this. This dude that was making fun of you did not know the fucking dime piece he had in bed. All right? That's what I'm saying right now. Like, let him do his thing. Let him go live his life of shame. But I guarantee you, he's still jerking off to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's still happening. (laughs) All right. Let's uh, get ready. We've got the final installment of Closing Time by C.G. Burnett. But before that, I just want to mention again. A couple of her books that she has out her one of her new releases is Mr. Legacy and that one came out July 28th um she also has one that came out July 1st called Second Sight both of those are second chance romances they are 99 cents and in Kindle Unlimited so be sure to check those out she's also got another one called Simmer that's a second chance romance and again in KU and don't forget to enter this week's giveaway which is a $25 Amazon gift card so that's all her great good stuff that we've got. Um, I guess we'll send them into the second installment. Yeah, we'll see you guys on the other side. Cole. If she only knew. It's time to tell her. But damn, not here at the bar. I don't want to shock her and then watch her walk away. There should be romance and candles. She deserves flowers and a moment so special she'll remember every detail as we tell the story to our grandkids. If I only knew what, Cole, she urges me. Her eyes are wide, and she's breathing a bit heavily in anticipation of what I'm going to say. For a moment, all I can do is take her in until she lifts her eyebrows, as if asking me again what I meant by my hasty statement. You know what? Fuck the place. I want this to be special. But it can't be about the location. It just has to be me. Plus, Riggs is our place. We celebrated here, fought on the porch about things that really didn't matter. She cried here over a bad date that has turned into one of the best nights of my life. I'm going to tell her I love her. Right here, right now. Then, I'm taking her back to my place. With a deep breath, I open my mouth to tell her the truth. Juliet, if you only knew how... Well, 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 look who's here this late on a school night! We smile at the same time and turn our heads to the sound of a husky, friendly voice. I guess I'm saved by whiskey. Jonathan Walker, one of our best friends from high school and college and the guy we fondly call by the booze that goes down smooth. Though she smiles at our crazy friend, Jules is obviously flustered and frustrated. I've not answered her question. All in due time, beautiful. Hey, you whiskey, she greets him with a wave. Hello there, Juliet. Are you here with Romeo? He asks with a grin from ear to ear. I turn to her with my eyebrows lifted the same way she just had with me. I watch a sweet blush rise on her cheeks. It makes my heart skip, and I laugh softly. Oh, you know Cole Whiskey. He's always very charming. 
I'm going to head to the bathroom. Do you guys want anything from the bar while I'm up? We both tell her no thanks, and I stand as she gets up to go to the restroom. I feast my eyes on her as she walks away from us and can't ignore her incredible ass in her tight pinup dress. I watch her put more swerve in her hips, and I grin. She knows I'm watching her, and I want her to know I'm watching. I'm so hard for this girl. I have been most of the night as we moved closer together. I need to get her out of that dress and my hands all over her. Show her with my actions what my stupid mouth just can't seem to say. I hear Whiskey chuckle as I sit back down in my chair next to him. He shakes his head with a smirk and his eyebrows lift. I see so much mirth and knowing in his hazel eyes that I can't help but laugh. We always could see it, you know. Me, Roe, and Kane took bets to see when you would just give in. You and Jules? You're in love with her, Cole, aren't you? I lean back in the chair with an exhale. I face my friend and give him the answer. The truth I can't deny, but have been scared to say out loud to the one person who should hear it. Jules is everything, Whiskey. And God help me, I love her. I have no idea how to tell her, and I don't want to lose what we have. I just want more. He ponders me with a faraway look. He seems lost in his memories, and he pinches the bridge of his nose, as if trying to hold them at bay. His eyes harden, and his tone turns very serious. Listen to me, Cole. If you love Jules and you want more with her, don't let this night get gone without you telling her the truth. You've wasted too much time. Believe me, you will regret it. Damn. How could I have forgotten? It's been a year, hasn't it? Have you heard from Cassidy? My friend's face falls, and the sadness he's carried on his shoulders seems to weigh him down. No, we haven't talked, but we agreed to meet a year to the day we broke up. Right here. That will be tomorrow night. His face drops to his hands for a brief moment before he shakes his head and stands. I have to go. I don't know why I thought being here would help me get some control. Getting drunk the night before seeing her is not a good idea. Whiskey laments as he pushes back his sandy locks that are definitely a bit too long and a whole lot shaggier than I've seen in a long time. Dude, stay. Have a drink with us. You don't have to go. Like you said, it's late. Have one, and then we'll get out of here. Whiskey shakes his head at me, and I know then he's not going to stay. Cole, thanks, but no. Just don't screw this up. Get your girl. Anyone can see you've been into her since we were kids. Why do you think the rest of us stayed away from her? My mouth drops as he pounds my fist with a chuckle. Looks like I didn't hide my feelings very well, did I? Yeah, Cole, it was always that obvious. It's closing time, my friend. Go get your girl, he says, answering my unspoken question before walking away. His footsteps are heavy, and I watch him pull a ball cap over his blonde locks and head out of the bar. That's it. There's no way in hell I want to go through what whiskey is right now, being without the girl he loves and just rambling through his life. Even though he's been a very successful country singer and songwriter, number one songs, and sold-out concerts. Even though he has the adoration of a legion of women, 
He only wants one, and she's moved on. I'm lost in my thoughts when Jules sits back down. Is Whiskey gone already? He just walked in. She sits across from me. Her face. It's the face of the only girl I've ever loved. Her ocean blue eyes are filled with concern, and she still has a bit of pink in her cheeks, either from the wine she's been drinking or the Romeo comment earlier. My heart is full, and my nerves are turned up to eleven. I try to swallow down the panic. Funny how she makes me feel like a fifteen-year-old asking for his first kiss. Yeah, he decided not to stay. It's getting late, sweetness. Are you ready to get out of here? She grabs her purse and stands up again from the table. Sure, let's go. We need to head to your place to grab the extra set of car keys anyway. She walks around the table toward me, and I can't stop myself. I grab her by the waist, drag her to me, and breathe her in. I run my hand through her hair, and she melts into my embrace. She feels incredible in my arms. She's right where she should be. I pull back and place my lips on her forehead. Her sigh of pleasure rocks me, and I want to hear more. I want to see her face when she lets go. I want to feel her legs wrapped around me. I want to taste her skin and drink in her kisses. Every day, every night. Come home with me, Juliet, I whisper in her ear. Please. And not only for the car keys. I have so much, baby, I need to tell you. She steps back, and this time, she takes my face in her hands. Her fingers curl into my beard and her gaze softens as she brushes a piece of hair from my eyes. With a teasing glint in her eyes, she asks, Cole Nixon, what are you up to? I reach in my pocket, grab my phone and make a call. The whole time, I never break eye contact with her. Her eyes are twinkling. Her smile is flirty as if she's a bit tipsy. I can see in her expression that she wants the night to end with us together. So do I, and if I have a say, this won't be the only night she spends with me. She'll spend every night in my arms. When the call picks up, I don't even wait for a hello. Hey, Whiskey, I need a favor. Could you run by my place and get the spare key to Jules' car and pick it up for her? Just park it in my visitor's space in the garage. Thanks, I owe you. Yes, I know it's about time. Jules We made our way out of the bar, his fingers clasped tightly in mine. There is this delicious anticipation between us. The air around us seems to crackle and tingle on my skin. Whatever he is going to tell me will change everything between us. But in my heart, I hope everything changes between us. I'm in love with my best friend. I want him, no, I need him to love me back just as much. I keep sneaking glances at his handsome face, only to catch him doing the same. His grin is so sexy, his dimple on full display. I'm glad Cole's high-rise apartment isn't far from the bar. My heels pound loudly on the sidewalk, 
and our breathing is heavy until finally I can see his building come into view. We head inside, and the doorman greets us in the lobby. Mr. Nixon! Miss Acosta, good to see you. Have a great rest of the evening. Thanks, Mr. Reed. It's good to see you, too, I answer as we move toward the elevators. He smiles with the tip of his hat, and Cole ushers me inside the waiting car. As the doors close, Cole pulls me into his warm embrace again. We stay that way, wrapped up in each other, and I've never felt this excited and, at the same time, totally relaxed. The doors open, and we step out and down the hallway to his apartment. With my back to his front, Cole reaches around me to open the door. As soon as we're inside, he shuts us in and I turn around. The gentle light from the lamp on his coffee table softly illuminates the space. We simply take each other in, his emerald eyes smoldering but still filled with uncertainty. He inhales a deep breath and pats his heart. For courage, it seems. Jules, I'm in love with you. My heart is racing. I couldn't have heard him right, could I? I gasp, and tears fill my eyes. What? You what? I swallow thickly, feeling lightheaded. When he doesn't answer right away, I beg him through a whisper. Say it again, Cole. Say it again. Only, he doesn't say it again. He shows me instead. His soft lips gently take mine in the perfect first kiss. It's filled with promises and desire. His arms go around my waist and I feel his rock-hard cock rubbing against me through his slacks. The kiss deepens, and Cole's tongue licks the seam of my lips. I open and let him in, tasting the bourbon he had sipped on earlier in something that is just him. And soon, I'm drunk off of it. He takes his lips away, and his eyes are dark and filled with lust, and something else. I said, I love you, Jules. I'm so in love with you. I have always been. I want everything with you. A home, babies. I want the next fifty years with you. I want you naked and under me every night and in my arms every morning when I open my eyes. I may not be your first. Just let me be your last, Jules. Let me love you the way you deserve to be loved and cherished. Here I am, babe. Flaws and all. I can't believe my dreams are coming true after such a horrible day. I gaze into his eyes as tears roll down my face. Do you know how long I've prayed to hear you say this to me? I've always thought I was in this alone. I mean, I'm me, and you're... you. And we have always just been friends. Best friends. I know I've been in love with you since the first time jewels rolled off your tongue. I want your future to be my future too, Cole. Me and you. Flaws and all. Are those unshed tears I see in his eyes? Oh my God. I see him swallow and rush toward me. I've waited. I've hoped and dreamed for this for ten years, Jules. Telling myself I'd settle for being your friend if that's all I could have of you. He lifts me and my legs wrap around his waist. My arms wrap around his shoulders. 
His lips land on mine, and I feel all the years of us wanting this, me wanting him, come rushing out in this deep, passionate kiss. He carries me down the hallway to his room. His hold on me is strong, as if he's afraid to let me out of his presence. My heart is still pounding, but I see the need and determination in his eyes. He's going to make me all his tonight, in every single way possible. I'm not settling, Juliet. I love you. You're mine. Mine. No more waiting. No more wondering. As he leads us through the door, he gently lays me down on his bed. His bedroom is a reflection of his personality, calming blues, but bold and daring as well. He joins me on the thick satin comforter, his muscular frame firmly on top of mine. He makes me feel small and delicate, safe and wanted. His lips take mine in a deep, sensual kiss as he pulls the straps of my dress down my shoulders. His kiss is a claim on my heart, and all my remaining doubts disappear. This is where I meant to be, and tonight is going to be his. Cole I can't believe she's here. In my bed. Her scent fills my head and skin feels like silk under my fingertips. I want to go slow, savor her, revel in my first time with her. I already know I don't have the patience. A decade is a long time and my dreams don't even compare to reality of the beauty I'm holding. I want to see you. All of you. My lips travel the side of her neck and I inhale the soft scent of her perfume by her ear. My teeth lightly sink into the space where her neck meets her shoulder. Her whimpers and soft moans fill the bedroom and drive me to move faster. I have to get these clothes off of her. Her skirt has ridden up around her waist and her left leg slowly trails up mine and wraps around my waist. Sit up, sweetness. While I like this amazing dress on you, I'm going to love it a lot more on this floor. She giggles and sits up. She kicks her sexy shoes off and the dress slips over her head. My mouth drops and I gasp. She lies back and I feast on the sight of her. The dress didn't allow for a bra. Her beautiful breasts so full and tipped with hardened pink nipples bounce at my touch. I take one in my mouth and roll the other with my thumb and forefinger. Her back arches, and my name whispers from her lips, Cole, <gasps> oh Cole, she moans so sweetly. I give the other nipple equal treatment with my mouth and release it with a pop. You're so fucking perfect. Everything about you. Your smell. Your skin. Your taste. But oh, I haven't had the chance to taste you, have I? Damn, you don't know how long I've wanted my mouth on these lips. I tell her as I move lower and lower, 
until I spread her creamy thighs with my wide shoulders. I take a deep inhale, and all I want is my mouth where her thong is. I pull the tiny scrap of lace to the side and take one long swipe from her opening to her clit. I close my eyes and rub my nose over her tiny bundle of nerves. Jules hisses and grabs my hair in her fingers. More. Cole, please. More. Make me come. I look up from between her thighs and the ecstasy is etched on her face. The passion and the wildness in her eyes lets loose something in me and I don't hold back. I snap the thong standing in my way and toss it over my shoulder. I lick her from top to bottom, sucking her lips into my mouth, paying close attention to what motions make her delirious. I double my effort and suck her clit into my mouth. My fingers find her tight channel and I work her into a frenzy. One finger, and then two. She comes, screaming my name as I hook my finger and find that soft spot. Her juices have soaked my beard and sheets, but still, I don't stop. I'm obsessed and insatiable. My words are so dirty, so filthy. I tell her how much I love her pussy, how sweet she tastes, how I can't wait to get inside her and fill her up with my nine inches. Oh, damn. <gasps> oh, damn, Cole. She lets go one more time with a loud curse and holds my head right where she needs me. I stay on her as she rides out her orgasm. I bring her down slowly and wipe my mouth with the back of my hand. I sit up on my knees and stare down at Jules. She lies limp from what I've put her delicious body through, but her smile of lazy satisfaction says everything. Her eyes are a dark navy, her pupils blown. My chest fills with male pride as I stand from the bed to take off my now-soaked dress shirt and wrinkled slacks. I take off my shoes and socks and strip, my clothes joining hers on my floor. I drop tiny kisses on her thighs and work my way up to her throat and finally let her taste herself on my lips. Still on the pill? I ask her. She nods at me. Words, sweetness. I want to hear you answer my questions. I'm still taking the pills, Cole, though I hate them. Can I trust you? I exhale loudly and shake my head at her. I'd never put you at risk. Ever. I had a physical for this new project. I'm clean. I don't want anything between us tonight. Not this time. I drop my head and take her lips with mine while my fingers find soaked folds. You're so wet and ready for me. Take my cock, Jules, and put me inside you. She takes me in hand and we both groan as I enter her. She's tight and warm. Heaven. Everything I have wanted is wrapped around me. I feel her heart beating with mine as we find a rhythm together. Push and pull, my nine inches filling her. 
She fits my body perfectly. She was made for me, and only for me. You feel so damn good. So worth the wait. I'm your sweetness. You own me. My body, my heart, my soul belong right here with you. Her embrace tightens. Her legs draw me closer as we move together towards the point of no return. Our moans get louder and the slap of our skin sounds through the apartment. She drops tiny nips on my chest as her nails drag down my back. So close. <gasps> so damn close. Please. She begs me one last time. Me too. Right with you. Let go, Jules. I demand of her. I feel her pussy grab my shaft in a vice grip, and she shouts her release into my room. She calls my name, telling me not to stop as I hammer into her with wild abandon, giving her another even before she's done with the first. It doesn't take long, and I feel the telltale tingle in my spine. My movements speed and jerk as the most incredible orgasm of my life sends me over the edge. I thrust into her until nothing is left, and we cling together, softly kissing and caressing each other. I take her face in my hands and rub my nose against hers with a happy smile on my face. Wow, she whispers with awe in her voice. You ain't kidding, I whisper back to her. I kiss her again, and then once more as my fingers run through her hair. My heart is so full of love for her. For the first time in a very long time, I don't feel lost or wandering in the friend zone with her. I got the love of my life who, very fortunate for me, is my best friend. Did we really do what I think we did? She asks as she rubs her face on my peck and gingerly drops a kiss to it right where my heart is. Beating there for her, steady and sure. How amazing is it to fall in love with your best friend? I couldn't have asked for a more perfect person to build a life with. What did we do, fair Juliet? She lifts her heart-shaped face with the cutest dimple in her chin from my chest. We fell in love and had the most incredible sex of our lives. I chuckle and she joins me. I answer her with a heart racing a little faster. Darling, we fell in love in the ninth grade over a shared lunch tray on the first day of school. I saw you and I was yours. I couldn't stay away from you. I tried. You only got more beautiful, more courageous, more incredible. I was too stubborn and stupid to see what I had right in front of me. By the time you started seeing other guys, I figured I'd lost my chance. College was torture, you know. And then this online dating you've been doing? Until tonight. I don't want to waste any more time. She smiles and agrees with me. No more wasted time. I think ten years is long enough, right? She says. No more doubts. I guess this makes me a coal girl? I roll my eyes at her and swat her hip. She giggles and settles back into my arms. 
Looking into her eyes, I see everything. My dreams, my future, our future. I want to get started right away. Well, after I have her again. I know we just finished, but I need her again. I want her on top of me so I can watch her using me as her little toy. Well, not too little. Maybe I can convince her to call out tomorrow. I can tell it's going to be a very long rest of the night. She gasps as she feels me harden inside her, and her eyes widen. She laughs, and it's the most wonderful thing to hear. Again, sir? Well, I like that very much. Sir, I can get used to that sweetness, I say to her as I flip her on top of me. Get comfortable. You're going to be riding for a while. We have a lot of time to make up. She smirks down at me as she does exactly as I tell her to. Her curls fall around our faces in a curtain of silk. Well, if you insist, she says as she kisses me. Thank God for closing time. This has been Closing Time, a Rigs at Cross Creek series short story by C.G. Burnett. Read for you by James Cheatham. Welcome back. Hey, thanks so much for joining us this week, Crystal. We really appreciate it. This was super fun. I hope you enjoyed your first audiobook. So this is great. And don't forget everything that we've mentioned throughout the episode and the last episode will be in the show notes for you guys to click away on. Yep. And next week we have Isla Glass with us. Um, the book she's brought us is Julia's Desire. So I'm super excited to try this one out. She's a sweetheart on her email. She's really cute. Like she was asking a ton of questions about stuff and like promo and advertising and like graphics and covers and stuff. Like I really like that because she seemed to just want to know so much. Like mm -hmm. how, you know, and I love helping people out with that. Like if you ever have a question, feel free to send us anything. We, we'd love to help when we can. So be sure and tune in next week for that. All right. Tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read.